0: Michael Cole is a beauty business industry leader and co-founded the Summit Salon Business Center, which builds independent hairdressers and salons all over the country. Today, we're going to pick up our conversation we are having about Gen Z, rising stylists, Uh, but this time we're going to come from the, the salon owner's perspective and hear what Michael Cole has to say about that. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and today I'm with Michael Cole. How you doing today, Michael?
1: Uh, very good, my friend. Thanks for having me back. I, I like geeking out with you. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, well, just, um, just to like just jump right in here. Uh, last time we talked, you gave us a little bit of insight of about who you are and like what your what your um what your story is. So if anybody did not watch or listen to that and they're not familiar with Michael Cole, I encourage you to go back and watch or listen to that episode and it really lays the groundwork for this conversation. Uh so we were talking uh about the fact that rising stylists they they're bringing to the table a whole new ball game. The schools are adjusting, adjusting uh, the way they're teaching to adapt to a new environment. A big big part of what you were saying before is that these young people seem to have uh, tools that they're st- or not seem they have tools at their disposal that they can use to help build their business in a new way that is more efficient and faster. Now. And that is through the use of you know, social media, essentially, and uh digital forms of mark other digital forms of marketing. Now, we uh you mentioned talking about how like some of the ways that salon owners are asking their student or their rising stylists to build uh are are kind of outdated and being called into question and uh, I thought that was a good place to start is thinking about you know the practices and the way we address uh, hiring and training stylists and some of the big pain points that that salon owners have told me is that they Feel like the rising stylists come in asking for a lot. Like they want to go on the floor really quickly. They they uh, they want to be paid a much higher wage while they're while they're like in their beginning part. A lot of them don't even want to uh, do any sort of assisting or apprenticing, and the salon owners are saying, "Look." how do I know like you're not going to me- mess up on a client and give me a bad Google review? I put my house up for this loan to buy this place. I got family, I got people relying on me and I can't afford to just be in putting on anybody who thinks they're hot shit because they got a nice, uh, a nice Instagram. How do I know that, that what they, you know, someone might show a merely cool picture of green hair, but it was supposed to be blonde. But on Instagram, it looked like I don't even know if like what they're putting on, on social media is just so staged that it's not indicative of how they're going to perform when a new client walks in the door, asking them for, to, you know, recreate this image or whatever. So could you, I just set it up with a lot, but maybe
1: you could talk on that a little bit. Uh, Sure. I'd be more than happy to. And again, I, I, my heart goes out to a salon owner that's been in the game for a while and and has leveraged the farm to, you know, have a business and build a brand. And, you know, I call them warriors because they've been to Helen back a few times and lived to tell about it. So uh, they very, you know, they, they didn't come down with yesterday's rain uh having said that, when I, I can tell you, when I begin working with any salon, I uh, say, tell them, I, I love you too much to at least not do a little bit of due diligence on you to kind of see where you fit in in the grand scheme of things as it relates to now. Because what was very, very, very relevant a couple of years ago, maybe less relevant today, and some might even say more—it's more irrelevant. So I start with and this good, bad, or indifferent. I can check out a salon before I begin to chat with an owner without going in and visiting a salon, just by hanging out in their uh digital space. So I might start with. Um, Googling not the salon's name, but uh, whatever, top salons, best salons, salons in this city <clears throat> to just see where they kind of fall in where they come up in Google. It, it tells me uh, a lot about what their understanding is, to because that place that is location today you we've heard it forever it, it, what's the secret location 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 and now there's two locations it's where's your brick and mortar and then where do you live on google so that will tell me something um to, the closer to the top or page 1 they are boy that tells me a lot that somebody's been understands um seo uh, then I will go get eventually to the page itself, the Google Your Business page, and I'll crawl just that page just to see how many of the um, Google features they're taking advantage of in, in, to, to kind of create Uh, a brand because today that is the first touch point a lot of times for some a searcher that's searching and depending on the experience the searcher has just on the google your business that can determine you you know if they're going to give you a shot or not that tells me something Uh, uh i'll go to the website and kind of see kind of crawl the website and see how linked it is to a Google page and what what my experience is on their site. Uh, usually either on Google or the site, I'll look for their social space and see where that is and see not only the, the, the places they have on social and how they're branding their page and if they their people it, it, it creates content and it's being posted on the salon page uh to get to a, a service provider's page to see all of that tells me something it 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 basically says who's who in the crew uh and you know handful of years uh Robert, we couldn't have this conversation because we really didn't have those resources, those digital. And today it says it all. And that can be a very uh, humbling experience because you're turning on the light. So I might say to a salon owner, I see two or three loose ends or opportunities, if you will, to for you to lean in and level up and kind of so that whoever's going to come to see you in terms of staff, you know, you that old saying, you've got uh, great, uh, highly productive people that you haven't even met yet on, on your payroll. So that when people check you out, um, their first impression is favorable. They're going, whoa, this is, uh, you know, the, the, this person is there now. Um, once we have those loose ends tied down uh, I might want to look at a salon owner's, um, call it, I call it the career path opportunity. When somebody is ready to go on the floor and they give you five years, 10 years, whatever, show me where they can go. Do you have any kind of tiered something so that uh, it, it's real clear, it's not fuzzy?
0: Well, let's, Um, let's assume that the salons that I'm talking to, they already have a good presence. They already have like top ringers. They already got, they got people coming in their door to hot, to, to do interviews and they're they're but they, but they're telling them that like, I just want to go straight on the floor or I'm only willing to like not be on the floor for three months. And, uh, what do you, do you have any Uh, thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would. And again, my bias is the salons that I work in, they have what's called an associate program, which is kind of a an assistant program on steroids. And the messaging around the associate program is, you know, to any person coming in, I love you too much to allow you to go on the floor without going into this postgraduate program. I'm going to have you talk to the person the the educator, if you will, that you're going to be their associate for two months, three months, so you can hear their story, see what they're earning, how long they've been with us, what level they're at, so that whatever decision you're going to make about do you want to work here or not, the the more information you have, the better, Um, and that once upon a time, the person that you're going to be an associate, they were an associate, and you know, and some of these people today, uh, Robert, are twenty-four, twenty-five. So it's not like they're you know thirty-somethings or forty-somethings. So that we can say, look, if you're willing, you, you just graduated with a baccalaureate in art. Go to grad school for another couple months, and wherever you're going to work, I guarantee you, you'll make ten, twenty thousand dollars more a year before than you would otherwise. And to me, that's messaging. That's a value proposition. And, so and it's if mostly
0: I... in like how you deliver your, how you yeah. sell your space, how you sell the process. Um, and, you know, and then I also, I'm also going to just uh, add in there and direct, correct me if uh, you had, did not intend. Like I, I surmised from what you were saying that, you know, don't get in like to to something that doesn't necessarily fit your business or your brand. You know, if you because you're not saying like, oh, these kids like you're going to you're not going to get them hired. You're not going to hire them and you're not going to get them in working for you if you, you know, demand that they do some sort of training. And we're not talking about time based versus uh, uh, project based or whatever, however you want to call it. Because there's a lot of people that argue, oh, you can't say six months or you can't say one year. You should promote people as they rise. Sure, let's just say we're that's what we're taught. We're saying here, so we're saying that hey, we're gonna bring you in. We're gonna make. We're gonna build you up and put you through this graduate program. And uh, and then when you're ready, you know, when we see you're ready and you know you're ready, then we jointly will transition you onto the floor um now what about the uh what about these like first draft picks that you talk about do you think any of them are you know what are you hearing from them about this topic like uh about Uh,
1: well there's another piece that um i want to put in there that really kind of takes all the opinion out of it and that is when anyone's and yeah number one draft picks They come in the same way anybody else comes in. And one of the things that is built into whether you want to call it an assistant program, an associate program, is one day a week, rather than be associate or an assistant, you're given an opportunity day. So you are on the floor and you're booked with, and we can see what you're able to do with that opportunity, you can see it. We, I can see it. We can see it. So that that kind of, when somebody says I'm ready, I don't. Great, let's let you know. Let's build this in, uh, and and as you begin to catch on, it's two opportunity days. So you, you're already in the pool swimming, and we both can see how fast you're growing. If you're growing as fast as you say you can grow, trust me when I tell you, I, I can't wait. put you on the floor. It's in my best interest to watch you grow. I just love you too much to put you in a position too soon and then have you drown. And again, I have people that have been with me, part of our legacy or their lineage that you can see we don't make stuff up here. We, we, We can show you. And typically if it's done right and there's a mutual regard and trust Somebody'll they'll say okay I'll, I'll I'll give you whatever you need um, in terms of uh, time to uh, show me that I just want to be I would love to be in a place that's more better faster than the place I would have been in otherwise and saying well if if you bring willingness we, we, that's the only thing we can't give you is your willingness.
0: So I like this because you're uh, you know there's, there's options uh, for ways to rethink how people uh, traditionally moved onto the floor. But the reality is, uh, I, I think we should not be in a rush. And uh, the old adage of you should always be hiring, you know, that maybe oh. that makes a lot of more sense. Well, yeah, I,
1: we would, we always, what I would say to any salon owner is have a couple of associates in the hopper, have a couple of Whatever you want to call your entry level, your one your two, your uh, stylist designer, whatever, so that not if but when people leave unannounced that um you're uh you can you're in a much better position to take the licking and keep on ticking you 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 have a, a resiliency and a bounce back. Um, you, 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 you try to create a value proposition that compel people to stay, but you're going to have the best of value propositions and people are entrepreneurial. They're going to, they're going to leave. And so when they leave, uh, try not to take it as personal. And really the, 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 the strategic model is higher stability. So you can take the licking and tick. And higher resiliency so you can get back to where you were before they went away. And the salons that kind of accept that model, there's many, when I say many, there's a number of times I'm in a salon and I'll look at someone's income statement and say, I can't tell by looking at your income statement that last year you lost two hitters. So, I you yeah, know, I mean, so I get the, there's the emotional charge and I, I get the story. Right. But I, I, I can't tell by looking that uh, that um, you 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 lost two people that in excess were doing generating six figures a year in productivity.
0: Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I I love this. I think, and I know, uh, I know that you got a tight schedule today, so I think this is a great place to wrap it up. And, uh, I, I would love to talk more on this topic because there's other pain points, uh, from, from salon owners and, uh, and I I think it'd be really really cool to kind of expand on this a little more. But I think this this was good. I think we I think we got a couple of really you know valuable pieces of information that the listeners and the viewers can go back into their salons or back into their schools and uh, to think about. So thank you so much again for coming on the show, Michael.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Anytime, I lo- I love these conversations. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, I'll take take care and see you later. All right.